Hello, this is Penn Gillette. If I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. The Libra Cube. That is a podcast we haven't heard yet. Might be good, might be terrible. The Libro Cube Podcast with host Jordan Maywood. All right, here we go. This comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood. You call hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello, welcome to the Liberal Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Wood and I am the lackadaisical Liberal Cubicalist. Liberal Cubicalist. Not someone who reads in bed, which will come into play in one of our segments. This show, a collection of segments, is one in which I discuss all the media I have consumed because I believe that if I do not do so, it will sit in the dusty attic of my mind palace and slowly drive me madder madder see i threw an er on the end for comedic defect comedic defect professionals in the medium of podcasting perhaps would start over let me push a button that will take us further in which is the opposite of starting over. Oh, shit, I should warn at the top of every show, which sometimes I do and sometimes I don't, that I may spoil things for you, and I don't want to do that. You may not have consumed some of this media yourself. I don't know you. I don't know you yet. Ooh, slightly ominous. monologue today's movie monologue is indoor shoes thank you for that sponsorship movie the first the conjuring colon the devil made me do it oh the newest in the conjuring franchise apparently that the missus made me watch uh yeah uh wasn't scary uh, primarily because and i find with the sequels maybe not uh, paranormal activity so much but with the sequels of these types of movies once you know sort of what the deal is and have seen them and have seen the sort of formulaicness yeah sure uh of them uh obviously that cuts the scariness uh, by a lot um let me read the uh imda oh it's a short one the warrens see they assume we even know the two main characters by this point the warrens investigate a murder that may be linked to a (laughs) demonic possession demonic possession demonic possession okay uh uh, yeah so you know it's it's this couple played by patrick wilson and vera farmiga Hmm. Uh, they, they are good in these uh, franchises. They've uh, uh, sort of uh, found their way into their roles well, and uh, they're believable, and, uh, 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 you know, give them points for this movie that is kind of meh. Uh, just sort of on that note, rating-wise, I will go, you know, a three, which, uh, if you are unfamiliar with my five-starred, thumbed? Yeah, five-thumbed. 
let's say rating scale uh, a three thumbs is enjoyed while watching but probably wouldn't watch again uh, and that's very much fits the, this particular horror movie uh you can kind of a lot of the time uh, with movies of this ilk this one included kind of tell where it's gonna go uh they do throw in a few twists and turns uh but even those are kind of predictable so you know if you like a uh, if you like a the conjuring movie uh this is one of them i can i can safely say that moving on to a beautiful day in the neighborhood ah from 2019 based on the true story of a real life friendship between fred rogers and journalist lloyd vogel ah. Uh, starring, of course, Tom Hanks as the titular Beautiful Day. No, that doesn't make sense. But he is uh, playing uh, Mr. Rogers. And I think, although my knowledge of Mr. Rogers is by no means vast, uh, definitely watched him as a kid. But uh, being Canadian uh, was perhaps more of a, and definitely watched more, of a Mr. Dress Up, which was sort of the... Uh, uh, Canadian version of Mr. Rogers, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. Uh, the other thing of uh, uh, Mr. Dressup, which uh, I very much enjoy, if you were to take a picture of Mr. Dressup and take a picture of my grandfather, uh, the similarities would perhaps be eerie uh, because they looked uh, very much alike. So, obviously, I got to go with him. Canadian and looks like my grandfather? Obviously. Plus, he had a tickle trunk, which now sounds sort of ominous. Uh, inside the tickle trunk, he just kept his costumes. Okay, calm down. Mr. Dress Up. Uh, <clears throat> um, so, from all reports, uh, Fred Rogers was very similar to how he's portrayed in this movie, which is sort of... Jeez. Uh, angelic? Is that a word one would use? I, th I think maybe. Uh, so it's sort of fascinating to see how someone like this interacts with a world that is very far from angelic. Uh, uh, definitely was some uh, uh, sad uh, uh, tear moments. Yeah, okay, I cried, basically is what I'm saying. Uh, watch this on a Sunday, which uh, this is sort of a, a quintessentially perfect uh, a Sunday movie. It's funny because we talked not too, too long ago of uh, The Terminal with Tom Hanks. That is also a very, very good uh, uh, top-tier, S-tier Sunday movie. Uh, uh, I would definitely throw this. Apparently, Tom Hanks makes a goddamn good Sunday movie. Um, yeah, uh, it's just good. Rating-wise, I think I go 5 out of 5. Yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Laughed, cried, you know, emotions are good. Apparently... Uh, on a bit of a Tom Hanks kick because I also watched from 2016 a hologram for the king oh, a failed American sales rep looks to recoup his losses by traveling to Saudi Arabia and selling his company's product to a wealthy monarch interesting barely interesting uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if this is, I don't think it's based on a true story, but it sort of had that ring to it a little bit. Um, it's a bit of a rom-com, bit of a, I don't know, it just, you know what, it was one day, and I've been having trouble sleeping lately because of uh, work stresses and strains and hatred of. Uh, so, uh, woke up one day, like crazy early and, uh, scoped through movies, uh, 
And I guess now I'm sort of uh, looking for movies in a up way too early and don't want to work yet vibe. And apparently a hologram for a king fit the bill nicely. Um, You know what? I should sort of maybe like pinpoint what that vibe is. It's, you know, not quite up yet. So you want some relax. Like you don't want an action movie. Definitely. Uh, I probably don't want like a super uh, comedy, like a, like a dumb buddy comedy. Probably don't want that. You know, kind of a relaxed, uh, uh, yeah. F- anyways, a hologram for a king fit the bill nicely. Rating wise, I think I'd go four ish for that vibe in particular. Uh, Tom Hanks, incredible as always. Uh, interesting to see. Uh, uh, and I wonder how accurate it is the sort of interaction of uh, foreigners within the country of Saudi Arabia and sort of what goes on revolving around that is uh, interesting Uh, yeah so check out uh, A Hologram for the King if you're up too early before work and want to just lay in bed and watch a fucking movie because you can't get back to sleep no matter how hard you try and trying hard defeats the purpose of trying to sleep because the trying keeps you awake (sighs) on that note it's uh, about five o'clock in the morning uh and i'm recording this before work because i figured hell what the hell i'm up at three o'clock you know might as well do a bunch of shit before i have to fucking work because i can't sleep yep from 2004 gora uh what does you know what's funny because it's g period o period r period a period so it must stand for something but I have no idea what it stands for. Uh, this is a movie that has been on my radar for a while now. I don't even, I'm not going to say since 2004, but for a long time. Uh, let me read the MDA. A slick young Turk kidnapped by extraterrestrials shows his great humanitarian spirit by outwitting the e- evil commander-in-chief of the planet Gora. Okay, so that's the name of the planet. Um, I think this is... You know what? Does it tell me here what language this is? Because it wasn't English, which I knew going in. Uh, 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 Directors, writers, stars. Where does it tell you what language it is in? Because I don't... Oh, apparently there's more than one of these movies I've just found out, which is interesting. I think this guy is, like, very popular... Uh, the, the, the actor Sem Yilmaz, uh, and he was very good in it. Uh, it, it, and you know what? I, I very rarely does this happen. And I've spoken of this before where I have the title of the podcast, uh, before I'm done recording the podcast. But this time I did because, uh, this very much reminded me of, it's got a sort of dash of red dwarf. Uh, it's got some Lex, uh, if you are one of the very few people who remember the television series Lex, uh, and then also, uh, it's in Turkish, I think. Uh, is it in Turkish? Yeah, I, I can't find where, where it would say that, what, uh, what language it is in, so you'll just have to assume I'm correct when I say it is in the language Turkish. It is in Turkish. Sure. Um... It's funny, it's weird, uh, underline weird. Um, it's got sort of a combination somehow, some way of B-movie vibe, 
Um, but then, like, at points, like, very high production quality. Some of the special effects are uh, <laughs> sort of that Lex-like meh. And then sometimes they're... It's just a very, very strange amalgam of just stuff. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's odd. It's definitely odd. Um, in a good way. All, all of these th things are said with praise. Okay, so let me let me say this. Uh, rating of four and change. If, well, we'll, we'll throw a caveat on here. If you like a weird foreign uh, sci-fi, uh, sometimes doesn't make sense movie, which this is. Gora. A space movie. Oh, I see a little uh, thing on the on the picture here. Now, what does Gora stand for? Let's uh, we'll do a little uh, a little Google in here. Uh, what does Gora stand for? He stands for justice. Uh, what does Gora stand for? Guam Off Road Association. I kind of don't think the Guam Off Road Association has anything to do with this movie. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. From 2020, A Quiet Place Part 2. Oh, I watched this last night with a missus because uh, she was a huge fan of the first one. Not dissimilar to The Conjuring that we started with. Once you sort of know uh, the deal of a movie, a.k.a., you know, what the baddies are, uh, some of the fear is definitely lessened. Uh, however, uh, this could definitely fall into the category, and it happens probably a few times, of uh, uh, sweaty hands movies. Movies in which your hands will sweat because the tense, uh, the, the level of uh, tenseness, tensosity, is uh, very, very high uh, uh, at points where there's, there's this sort of things could break either way between disaster and safety. Uh, following the events at home, yeah, uh, the Abbott family now face the terrors of the outside world. Forced to venture into the unknown, they realize the creatures that hunt by sound are not the only threats lurking beyond the sand path. Oh, yes, yeah, so this is a post-apocalyptic uh, 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 monster thing. Mm -hmm. uh, monsters that uh, uh, hunt by sound. And only sound, which is interesting. And Hunt is a... I suppose it's still accurate. But these monsters are, are strange in that... Do we ever see... Maybe we do. Over the... this, Yeah, do we? I'm just sort of racking my brain here, which is not good pod to hear someone think. Um, do we ever in either the first one or this one see these monsters eat humans? Like every murder of humans by these monsters always sort of feels like just like for the purposes of killing, not for the purpose of eating. Uh, do these monsters eat? Yeah. I want to know more about them basically is what I'm saying. What makes them tick? Why are they here? Um, in the first bit of, uh, this movie, we do a little, uh, uh, backtracking to before all this took place and we see seemingly they came from space. It seemed to be a sort of meteor or something like that. I don't know. That doesn't delve too deep into that, I suppose, because it doesn't really matter. Um, the, uh, girl in this Millicent Simmons, she's uh, really, really good. 
so, so that's interesting. Cillian Murphy, uh, you may recognize. He uh, uh, he also very good. Uh, everyone's good. Yeah, Emily Blunt. You know, she's Emily Blunt. She's fine. Um, rating wise, I think I'll just go three and maybe a bit. Some 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 cool four, maybe even the odd five moment, but overall three and change for a quiet place part de. Television talk. Today's television talk sponsor is the Carber Hot Dog Vac. Thank you for that sponsorship. All right, we're talking as we did uh, in a previous episode, I'm sure. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. This time we are talking season two. That was uh, somewhat, from my perspective, anyways, in time, released on Netflix. Yay. Yay, I will say, because these things are fucking hilarious uh, and insane and probably hilarious because of their insanity, if I had to guess. Uh... <laughs> An unplanned meeting leads to a lunchtime chaos. A prank show goes awry at the mall. <laughs> the Little Buff Boys competition. Oh, yeah, a lot of Little Buff Boys. A ghost tour goes to four. That's from episode one. Um, I think what the show does well is in... I was going to say insane premises. Somewhat normal premises that uh, get crazy and then quite often get crazier uh so you'll have what seems to be like a normal comedy sketch um and then you know sort of crazy over the top funny and then like something will happen in it and it'll just take a turn to just insanity i'm trying to think of an example i of course can't you know what's funny let me just give you a little behind the scenes action and this is not funny haha uh i said to myself you know what i think you should leave great show probably going to be hard to talk about not dissimilar to stand-up comedy like what do you say it was funny i could talk about certain bits uh so i said to myself you know what you should do and you never do this why don't you make some notes about the show uh, you know take some time write, write a few things down get get the uh, p pick a sketch that you particularly enjoyed to talk about didn't do any of that so here we are and you know what because uh i can do what i want to on a podcast i will say i think you should leave with tim robinson uh season two gets a five out of five conan the librarian don't you know that we desmond system book banter Today's book banter sponsor is Slurm. Thank you for that sponsorship. All right. Uh, uh, today we are talking uh, Starship Troopers. Why did I say it like that? Starship Troopers by Robert A. Heinlein. Oh. Uh, okay. So may have heard of the movie and seen the movie. I hope you have because it's a goddamn great movie. Five out of five for that. Um, but have you read the book? Did you know it was a book? Well, it is. And this falls into a couple of categories for me. One is books that I very much enjoy and it's going to give, 
four some plus and four some minus, mm -hmm, which I will explain. And also books that I get an embarrassing amount into before realizing I've read before. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when I read it. You know what I should do? Okay, I'll do this. Uh, if I go into my email, which I'm doing now, and type in, uh, and you know what, I'll put it in quotes, Starship Trooper. Uh, we'll see if it comes up. Oh, did I spell it wrong? Do I have to put the S on the end? Troopers? Okay, so... No. Okay, uh, I have this... Uh, uh, it doesn't look like it. It must have been pre-podcast is what uh, what I'm finding here. Because if I had have, uh, uh, spoken of it on a podcast, you know what's strange? Neither is the uh, movie. Uh, it doesn't look like I've ever done the movie on the podcast either, which is surprising. <laughs> we'll have to rectify that. In fact, I have plans to do so uh, with a sort of a, a movie marathon. Oh, okay. You know what? We're out of the movie section, but let me... Uh, because again, I don't care and I do what I want to, uh, give you this movie marathon I have planned. So, uh, it's three movies. Uh, hopefully can have a, you know, a couple, uh, people over to, uh, uh, perhaps do a sort of guys night, which is not something I ever do. Um, and watch these movies. Okay. So I've got, uh, red. Oh shit. Heat. Uh, I always want to say Red Dawn, but not Red Dawn. Red Heat, which is the uh, Belushi Schwarzenegger uh, cop, buddy cop movie. Um, Starship Troopers is on the list. And shit, what was the last one? Oh, Krull. Yeah. So that's the, the uh, uh, guy movie, quote unquote, uh, marathon that I have planned at some point. Uh, so, you know, look forward to that in a future episode, I suppose. Uh, anyways, uh, back to Starship Troopers. Uh, the historians can't seem to sether, settle whether they call this one the Third Space War or whether the First Interstellar War fits better. We just call it the Bug War. Uh, e everything up to then... Uh, up to then and still later were incidents, patrols, or police actions. Whoever... You are just as dead if you buy the farm in an incident as you are if you buy it in a declared war. Sure. Uh, if one, if one of Robert, in one of Robert A. Highland's most controversial bestsellers, yeah, which is something I was going to get into the, as far as the minus, uh, a recruit of the future goes through the toughest boot camp in the universe and into the battle with the Terran mobile infantry. Okay, so yeah, it's a, a, a space battles... I guess we don't really get too much in the way of spaceship battles. Um, you know, future military. And it's sort of a kind of a cringy love letter to uh, war <laughs> and uh, armies and, and, and sh shit like that. Yeah. And that's where I sort of get into the minus. I wonder, I almost have to assume when I first read this, got to be pre-2012 when I started the podcast anyways... Um, I probably did not notice this sort of thing, which makes me at least feel like, Hey, I must be, you know, growing as a person. Wow. It does happen. People do change. Um, but now I see the sort of, uh, uh, uh him clearly sort of, uh, uh, 
sort of writing this book from the point of view of someone who um, not only thinks highly of, you know, a, a military and army, but feels like uh, today's or whatever this was written, uh, the people <laughs> written in 87, uh, the, that the people are sort of headed on a decline in terms of, uh, uh, oh God, how do you say it? Uh, like he feels like people who you know care about things like feelings and uh, 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 sort of promoting um, fascism and uh, uh, racism to a degree and uh, 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 democracy looked at as sort of not a right and uh, and how humans deserve you know conquering everything and uh, things of that nature so yeah you do sort of look at it a little differently, I think, uh, over time. Still, you know, then it's got the, 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 the fun fighting giant bugs and shit like that, you know. So it it really it really goes back and forth between the two. Uh, I will admit, uh, and this would be at the minus parts uh, that I sort of skimmed through and uh, skipped the odd, uh, where it's a sort of preaching doctrine, it almost felt like. Uh, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. I'll tell you what you do. Uh, this is this is what I would do with regards to Star Trip troop, Troopers. Now that I have uh, done and redone both, um, watch the movie instead. It's a dumb, fun movie, uh, and you'll probably walk away, you know, happier than you would if you read the book. Eh? Sure, makes as much sense as any of the bullshit that I'm spewing. Today's uh, Game Gavin sponsor is Technical Data. Thank you for that sponsorship. All right, we're talking a uh, DLC, specifically a Fallout 76 DLC, specifically Steel Rain. Oh, interesting. It's the eighth major update for Fallout 76. Hmm, okay. Wasn't aware there was that many, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, I uh, played through it. It uh, was a lot of fun. I did enjoy it. Anytime there's uh, new content and new missions for Fallout 76, uh, you know, sign me up. I'm playing it anyways on a semi-regular basis. Uh, it's sort of one of those games, and we talked about this before with regards to, I think last episode actually, RimWorld. Um, games that I leave installed because I know periodically I'll want to just pick them up and play them for a little bit. Uh, and that's something I believe that Fallout 76, at least uh, for the way that I play, uh, works very well with. Uh, so the DLC took me uh, probably like a, uh, over the course of the weekend I beat it. It had to be like, oh God, in terms of hours, you know, six, eight, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um the story revolves around sort of picking sides between, uh, you know, factions within Brotherhood of Steel, that sort of thing. Uh, the choice, uh, you know, it, it, depending on the character you're playing, probably pretty evil. It's sort of, well, maybe maybe it's a little more gray than I'm uh, than I'm letting on. Um, but for me, it was always an easy choice. Brother, uh, the Brotherhood of Steel in the Fallout universe usually I will always go against them <laughs> just because they're kind of dicks. Uh, and I don't like 
you know, going with decks, unless I'm playing an evil character. And you know what? Even then, if I'm playing an evil character in a Fallout game, I tend to just go against everyone and do everything for myself and, you know, go that route rather than uh, uh, work with others, uh, which is also fun. But a, a specifically siding with Brotherhood is not something I very often have done. Um, yeah, rating-wise of this... No, go go like a solid three-ish to four-ish, which is I guess not really solid because I'm uh, vacillating between the two. Uh, uh, some cool missions, uh, some new baddies which I like. Uh, they also added uh, a legendary crafting which I haven't really delved into. Delved? Yeah, I think that's a word. Uh, into too much. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that. I want to get some... Uh, the, the build I have is using the... Uh, is it the Chinese stealth outfit? Anyways, it's one that lets you be basically invisible. Um, even when moving. And that's sort of my main build. And I do that with a, a, a silenced pistol. Which uh, works well. Although, running out of bullets. That, that's something i got to figure out a better way of doing uh like i convert a lot of my bullets uh, uh I, I don't really buy bullets i make a shit ton of bullets yeah that's something i gotta think of anyways not here to talk about bullets so much as this dlc um which i have done hey look at that Today's internet intercourse sponsor is Outdoor Shoes. Thank you for that sponsorship. Item the first is Mr. Sark. Oh, yeah, wait a second. Uh, Mr. Sark, I'm sure over the years, has uh, come up on this podcast, probably uh, from originally from uh, uh, Nerd Poker. He was, uh, I believe he was the original DM. Uh, was he the first DM? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. Uh, and he was great. Uh, miss him a lot. Um, I don't really want to get into the current DM because uh, I try not to say uh, not nice things about people <laughs> and their DM styles. Eh? <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, so uh, recently I've been uh, doing uh, or, or watching a fair amount of uh, Bruce Green's um, streams on, uh, YouTube. Uh, he posts his sort of long plays quite often. Phasmophobia being, uh, one of my favorites. And, uh, noticed that he was playing with, uh, Sark. Uh, I knew of him. He, uh, he came on Funhouse a couple of times, uh, and, and always sort of, a, just a very, very funny dude. Period. Full stop. Uh, what more is there to say other than the fact that then I found out he had his own YouTube channel. So I went down a nice uh, uh, Mr. Sark rabbit hole where he posts uh, clips from his plays on Twitch. That's the thing about Twitch uh, and Twitch streamers in general. I don't so much go on Twitch when they are actually playing and sit and watch a stream. Uh, that I do very infrequently. I do do it, but, you know, that's not my norm by any means. But what I will do is go to streamers that I like. You know, Lawrence uh, Sontag, Bruce Green, Mr. Sarknow. Uh, I'm sure I have a few others. 
uh, I, I will subscribe to their YouTube channels and then watch either the, uh, the, the barely edited or unedited versions of their streams, uh, or seems like, uh, Mr. Sark will do quite a bit of editing and get, you know, like these videos are like 16, 18, you know, 13, they're, they're edited down quite a bit, uh, uh, to, you know, just the highlights, which, uh, I do appreciate it. A lot of work to do something like that. Um, but, uh, I think it's worth it. And, uh, I'm here to recommend his channel, Mr. Sark on YouTube, uh, a fun rabbit hole to go down in terms of just a, a funny guy, uh, playing video games on the internet, uh, taking that, uh, editing, putting it on YouTube. Hey, it's a math. It's math. I don't know what that means. Moving on to, oh yeah, uh, a new podcast added to my podcast listening repertoire. Huh? Uh, Take Your Shoes Off podcast with Rick Glassman. Somehow, some way, and I, this really is surprising to me. I had never heard of Rick Glassman. Um, and, and I say that because he is so far up my alley that it's a, a sort of, uh, Oh, you know what? I, I'm, uh, this happens to me sometimes. I, I, it's, this is sort of a reverse, but this is a classic pity envy situation. I pity myself because I had never heard of Rick Glassman, but now I envy myself because I have, you know, hundreds, uh, what are we on? 116 uh, podcast episodes that I can go back and listen to, which, um, I'm not going to listen to every single one, but I did go back and pick out, you know, 20, 30 of them and, uh, downloaded them and I'm sort of chugging along through them because, uh, uh, I, I enjoy him so much. He's very, I, I think what a lot of it is with someone like Rick Glassman is, at least for me, uh, I could see a lot of myself in him in terms of personality traits and uh, uh, something I like is that he will just say what he's thinking seemingly without filter which you know uh, perhaps can lead to awkward situations however I feel like more and more in this day and age where talking about things like feelings and uh, <laughs> how your mental state is and, and things of that nature are not poo-pooed so much as lauded. Yeah. Um, so if you were to say I'm feeling awkward in this situation, that's probably not something you would say, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, but now you could say it, uh, sort of uh, readjust, uh, talk about why that might be, you know, th things like that are going to make the world a better place. If more people, uh, rather than, you know, buttoning things up, just sort of let them flow freely. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, that's going to make for better people, a better world, right? Thanks, <laughs> fucking Rick Glassman. I don't know why it turned to that. Uh, just on top of which, uh, incredibly funny, loves to do bits. Uh, I, I love a bit. Um, <laughs> and so far from what I've noticed, uh, he's good with other comedians, which is a, a must, but he's also good with non-comedians. Like I listened to the Joe Manganiello, Manganiello episode, uh, mostly because uh, I'm a fan of his, especially in terms of uh, D&D. Uh, which they got into uh, a fair amount, which I like. Uh, also, Rick seems to be a bit of a nerd. 
Uh, so, you know, many points, many points for Rick Glassman and the sort of strangeness of me ha- never having heard of him before. Uh, also seems like, uh, and I tend to gravitate towards these types of people, uh, um, uh, comedians, comedian, uh, you know, your, your, your Andy Kindlers, your, uh, uh, you know what, if I had to make a list, I would look at a list of comedians and pick off the ones that are comedians, comedians, but... Uh, I don't know if I could do it off the top of my head. Clearly. Clearly. So uh, I recommend uh, scoping his out. You know what he does too as well? Um, You can just listen to the podcast, but he recommends, and uh, I'm actually will as well, is go to his YouTube channel because he does some cool edits with, uh, you know, he'll add, uh, 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 you know, you know, he'll do cuts to like other scenes or, uh, uh, cuts to some, uh, uh, something from the guest, uh, puts a lot of edit, uh, edit, puts a lot of effort into editing, uh, them. So they're visually appealing these shows. So I would definitely recommend that's actually how I stumbled across him on YouTube. So, uh, recommend that. And then you can also just listen to it as well, which, uh, to be honest, I, I'm doing that just to work through some of the backlog, let's say, and then maybe going forward, I'll, I'll gravitate more towards the watching than the listening is my tentative game plan. Moving on to the last item in this internet intercourse, Quillen. Oh, I think I may have spoken of her before. Uh, she is a streamer, uh, 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 on Twitch. Been watching her on and off for years now. Again, I don't so much like, uh, I think when I first got into PUBG, uh, I watched a fair amount of Twitch. I watched people playing that. And I think that's how I came across her. Uh, I think she played it back in the day, but mostly she plays, uh, Overwatch, which is not a game that, uh, interests me, uh, terribly. Uh, so I don't really watch that, but, uh, uh, race recently I saw she was getting into, uh, ASMR, which is not similar to my sort of feelings of Twitch. Uh, not something that I gravitate towards necessarily. Um, you know, something that I'll, I'll check out from time to time, uh, doesn't necessarily, you know, give the tingles. Uh, however, with some recent use of, uh, uh, allegedly some, uh, you know, psychosyllabin, uh, uh, watching her stream, uh, uh, particularly the ASMR ones. There's, uh, uh, also, I will admit, uh, ones in which she is in a hot tub playing the Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, uh, which is something that I would sort of, uh, <laughs> not just the hot tub and not just the Breath of the Wild are things that I would necessarily, uh, scope out, but you combine those two and it's goddamn peanut butter and jam with magic mushrooms on one sort of very strange sandwich. Uh, so I wanted to give definitely her a a recommendation. Something I like about her is that, (laughs) and I mean, this as a compliment, uh, and, and she even sort of says it herself that, uh, it's not that it sometimes feels like she doesn't know what she's doing, but sometimes she'll say like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, it's just sort of that, that moment of vulnerability is, is very endearing. Uh, and this is not something I know of ASMR uh, people, 
but uh, apparently, you know, you'll you'll get a, a hairbrush or you'll get a, a, a little thing that you can, uh, you know, play with and tap on. And uh, you, you'll do that, you know, for a, whatever, a half hour, 20 minutes, something like that. Whereas she is like, uh, uh, she'll get a brush, five minutes on the brush. She'll get a new little device or something and play with that for five minutes. Uh, and she'll sort of run through them very quickly. And, and I recall her saying, you know what, I feel like most ASMR people would spend, you know, 20 minutes on this, but, but I'm zooming through these things like every five minutes. So, uh, she's sort of, I, I guess, still figuring it out. Although I like, I like going through them quickly, uh, like that. It's, it's sort of, a. I, I, you know what, maybe I could see the other side of the coin where you want to get used to something and sort of really zone in and, and zone in on it and zone out, uh, that sort of idea. Anyways, uh, the other thing I like of her is, uh, sometimes she seems like she's, uh, you know, just sort of a normal girl, uh, uh, doing her stuff online like this. Uh, but then every once in a while she'll say something that is like, uh, so out of left field and just insane that it makes me think that maybe uh, she's a lot crazier than, uh, she lets on online, which, uh, I, I enjoy that sort of, uh, uh, not knowing what she's going to do from one moment to the next, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah just you know beautiful as well doesn't wait uh, but uh, check out Quillen uh, if you like chillin which I believe is something she says from time to time chillin with Quillen yes oh wait a second we're not done I, I thought this should be the last segment I see there's a final button here oh my this is a long episode Today's cleanup conversation is sponsored by more like AstraZeneca. Thank you for that sponsorship. All right, yeah, just wanted to uh, give a brief little uh, talk about being fully vaxxed. Yes, we did it. We did it. Yeah, uh, in these cleanup conversations, I've occasionally done some, uh, you know, COVID talk, uh, especially when it started. I did a couple of check-ins just to see how we're doing. Uh, and somewhat recently, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago and change, maybe three weeks ago, uh, I have been uh, fully vaccinated. Uh, got the uh, AstraZeneca, which, you know, not great in terms, some say, of uh, side effects. Uh, did fine. The missus did fine. Um, first one... I think I maybe spoke a little bit already of the first one felt kind of like a, uh, the next day it kind of felt like a hangover a little bit, like a little sore all over sort of stiff, uh, arm was stiff actually for a couple of days. Uh, second one, nothing really like, uh, maybe a little tired and, uh, that was it. So, you know, got that going for me, which was nice. What else I have going for me is, uh, the missus and I went to our first sort of night out in uh, a year and change i uh, went to dinner with uh, some friends we didn't go out to dinner we we uh we ordered in over at their place still uh, we actually spoke yesterday of going out to dinner and it's you know sitting in a restaurant and still not something maybe that i would seek out necessarily uh but this was a lot of fun um you know some 
perhaps awkwardness of uh, not being in a social situation for so long. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I'm not good at judging that sort of thing because uh, despite outwardly not showing it, or at least not thinking I'm showing it, faking it until I'm making it, uh, I always have that sort of a, a social awkwardness uh, brewing within uh, that I could sort of feel going to bubble up at any moment. But uh, I think I hide it. <laughs> I think I hide it. Uh, we had, uh, we had, you know, fried chicken, uh, uh, we got to see, uh, their kids, all our friends were going to have kids, <laughs> so, uh, they're pretty adorable, uh, their little girl, probably, yeah, definitely, yeah, I was going to say not probably, definitely, gives the best dirty looks of any, uh, <laughs> small child I have ever seen in my entire life, so that's pretty fun, um, I drank too much, um, definitely, which is another thing I haven't really done too much lately, uh, felt a little green on the car ride, which was not a uh, car ride home. I did not drive. The missus drove. Um, all in all, a lot of fun. Uh, it was a good first sort of uh, adventure out post being fully vaxxed. Some uh, interesting talk. Uh, the couple, obviously, fully vaxxed as well. Um, but what I found out from them is they have a lot of friends who refuse to and are anti-vaxxers, which is shocking to me because I thought... Like, I know they exist, obviously, but I thought it was more of a, uh, no offense to my American listeners, I thought it was more of a, an American, uh, you know, right-wing sort of thing. But uh, no, no, we have it in Canada as well. Um, and apparently people I know, you know what I think I've sort of, because the way I would find that out would be probably through Facebook or hearing about it, which I guess now that I have, um, but I have a rule about anti-vaxxers on Facebook and that, uh, I will, uh, uh, dis, <laughs> I will unfriend and block, uh, or at the very least unfriend. Um, if it's someone I like doing it, I will always ask them first, is there, this is the question I will ask, and I always say it sort of the same way, is there any evidence that I could give you that would convince you that vaccinations are a good thing. Um, if they say no, then there's no point in trying to convince them because <laughs> why would I bother? If, if no evidence can convince you, uh, <laughs> what evidence can I give you? I, I can't. So why bother? I give up. Uh, uh, have a nice shitty life, you idiot. <laughs> so uh, it, it was sort of sad to hear that uh, apparently a lot of uh, their friends who, you know, their friends that they were talking about, probably more acquaintances, uh, f friends from high school that I don't really talk to anymore, uh, um, things of that nature. And they're sort of in the position now where they have to make the choice. Um, do I want to be friends with you? Um, and they are leaning towards no, because if you're not vaxxed and you want to come over and I have children, why would I take that chance? Why would I... Yeah, so uh, they're going to be uh, probably losing friends over it, which, you know, that's a sad state of affairs that idiots have to ruin things for the rest of us, basically. Uh, it's good news for us, I suppose, because we'll get uh, to see more of this couple uh, who I very much like. Hey, there you go, silver lining, folks. Man, we had a goddamn jam-packed episode. Uh, I guess that leaves the final thing to say, which is always the final thing to say, which is, of course, it's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things, and I do not mean 
buttons. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day. You ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come and be. Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come. Live long and prosper.